Hello and welcome to a sassy little podcast for getting over it. I'm your host, Sandra Ann Miller. Today we're talking about getting the F over Mercury retrograde. Because even if you don't care what your sign is, this is one bit of astrology you need to know so it doesn't bite you in the ass. Our guest is an astrologer who began as a skeptic. After two years of working to debunk astrology, she ended up seeing its merits and has been sharing her starry insights since 1977. I'm certainly grateful for that because she's my favorite astrologer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the utterly wonderful Coral Cadman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Live that one down or up. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for doing this because I try to warn everybody in my life about Mercury retrograde, mostly to make my life easier, especially if it's in a work scenario. And so to have this conversation, I really appreciate it because we're we're recording this while Mercury is turning direct. And it will go up the second week of March. And the next Mercury retrograde isn't until, I think, May 29th. But I wanted to have this conversation while the recent Mercury retrogrades were still fresh in our memory. And for those of you that may not be aware, the U.S. election happened during Mercury retrograde. The second would turn direct. On the day of the election, November 3rd, it turned direct. Well, but that's going to screw things up anyway. And oh, yeah. Then, yeah. And then the impeachment happened during Mercury retrograde. So this is like when things just don't go smoothly, there are repercussions from Mercury retrograde. So thank you for coming in and talking about it. Well, I mean, most people I noticed in my own practice that I started getting floods of phone calls. It's Mercury retrograde right now, you know, and people could <laughs> feel it. And I would get 10 calls in a week. Did Mercury just go retrograde? And mm-hmm. and people sense it, even if they don't know what to call it. Then if they've had a few readings, they're like, oh, shit, I think Mercury's retrograde. Right. You know, and so your inner ephemeris, which is the listing of the planetary positions, uh, in ancient Egypt, you were subject to death if you miscalculated a Whoa. an ephemeris. <laughs> it was punishable by death for a mathematician wow. to miss to fuck up the ephemeris <laughs> was a really big thing. They held astrology in high esteem because before astronomy and astrology got a divorce, which only mm-hmm. really happened a little over two hundred years ago, uh, astronomy and astrology were the same the same subject that as above, so below was a Mm -hmm. thing. And they called the planets the wanderers, which the Greeks and the Romans took up, the wanderers, because they could see there was something that was moving. It was not a fixed star. Mm -hmm. And they could see that there was this thing moving seemingly backwards and forward across the ecliptic, which is simply a way of describing uh, what's out there on the horizon currently. And because they didn't have television, they were watching the big screen (laughs) and noticing that when... When the dog star Sirius rose, the Nile would flood like clockwork. And so they began to really get very succinct in their ability to measure certain predictable events. And because in a true sense, we're always headed into the unknown. Mm -hmm. Right now, and we can't sense it because of gravity, we are moving 700 kilometers per second. I I use kilometers because I live in Mexico and I've I've finally converted. And I, yeah, yeah, I I converted. (laughs) But, you know, the idea here is that right now our entire solar system is is moving into unknown territory where we've never been before. And because we're spared the sensation of centrifugal force by way of gravity, which holds us to the ground, 
painfully over time, you know, it's, it's bad on your joints, you know, because it's perpetually pulling you down while the earth is rotating. In essence, we're all screwed anyway, because we're being pulled down and twisted simultaneously. <laughs> you know, so the motion of that is, you know, it's so retrogrades really have to do with thoroughness going back mm. over what has not been cleaned up or resolved or felt into in a way that allows us to move forward. It's not even true. If you were up above the solar system, you would see there's no such thing. The planet is not stopping and then going backwards. Right. It's a visual phenomenon from our viewpoint within our neighborhood of the solar system. And you can often experience this in traffic, having, uh, I'm a fourth generation Los Angeles, or, or my third, I guess, Los Angelino. So mm -hmm. traffic is a thing. And you, you sometimes perceive that someone who's actually passing you, it looks like they're going backwards. And it's very weird. You, you can have that kind of direct experience as a driver. Oh, it looks like that person's going backwards. Mm -hmm. And they're not. But it's, what we can know know about this, and it has to do with the solar wind. There's constant wind coming off the sun, which is our grand central station for anything alive in this system, mm -hmm. biologically regulated by the moon. And if you're a woman, you know this because if you have a healthy body that's still fertile, you bleed about every 29 days in cahoots with the moon. Right. So people who say, well, I don't believe in astrology, it, it doesn't require faith. And so what right. I really <laughs> love about astrology is that you can observe it in your own life. Right. Uh, and so, and your own biology, your body. And, and women are famously moody and the moon changes her phase every day. And she has a different look all the time. And, right. you know, so I think the retrograde has something to do with the way the solar wind and the, and the electromagnetic field is disturbed when one planet is crisscrossing with another in mm -hmm. our neighborhood. I think of the solar system as our immediate neighborhood. So a retrograde is accountable depending on the sign that it's in, in particular ways. This whole election phenomenon had Mercury retrograde the entire time in Aquarius. Our founding fathers were high degree Masons. Mm -hmm. And the esoteric backdrop of 33rd degree Masonry is Master Astrologer. And their motto is the sun, moon, and stars rule all. And we don't like to think of that because it's the white guy Illuminati version, you know, but they <laughs> waited till the moon was in Aquarius to sign the Declaration of Independence so that there would be a hardwired yearning for democracy, whether we got that or not. I mean, they, they, they lived in a time when you could get a PhD at Oxford in astrology, and only then were you permitted to apply to the medical school. Wow. So it, it's, it was a big deal. And the retrograde phenomenon, what, we've, what the ancients noticed and what we continue to notice is it disturbs the field. Mm -hmm. And you have to go backwards seemingly to resolve whatever the thing is before you can move forward. So even though Mercury turns direct today, phenomenologically, it takes time for it to build up to the normal speed from our viewpoint and our sensation point right. within the solar wind. And so I do think there's a kind of modification that happens. I have noticed over the years, uh, because people always, you know, people that are in my sort of stable of, of, am I going crazy or is this happening? And it's like, right. it's a thing, it's happening. <laughs> but I've always felt that the reason to know your own chart is to overcome your own habitual manner of viewing the world and to right. rise above your own 
uh, fixations and stubbornness and the ways, and, and Mercury has everything to do with commerce, trade, all communication systems, and mm-hmm. it's moved into the industrial revolution, the first industrial revolution, when machinery was supposed to make people's lives easier. So you don't have to do some shitty drudge job, but that took people out of the the countryside and into the cities. So it, it changed everything. And I think the so-called evolution and the way Mercury and its retrograde status is painful for us because we expect to be able to have communications go the way we want them to go. Right, right. People who are born under Mercury retrograde report to me that they feel like it's finally normal. When Mercury's retrograde, it's like, oh, this is how it is for me all the time. What's wrong with all you bitches? (laughs) why Why are you complaining? This is how it is for me. And I don't, Sandra, is that your experience? Um, absolutely not. But I, I kind of grew up in chaos. So chaos does feel familiar. And so it's like, I'm calm during Mercury retrograde. Like I know, and here's how I discovered it. So I grew up knowing my, my sign on my baby plate was Aries. So it was like always a thing. I always, I know, remember baby plates. And then, um, I would read my horoscope all the time. In the fourth grade, I had this amazing teacher, Louise Renaletti, who was also an Aries. And so she had a book that calculated your your rising and your moon. So I've known since the fourth grade, I was an Aries with a Scorpio rising and a Capricorn moon. In the seventh grade, the LA Weekly came into my life. And I would read the Rocky horoscope by Rocky Gardner, who is so fantastically best. the best. Just the best and so snarky and wonderful. And she would write, batten down the hatches. The world's going to hell. Mercury's retrograde. We're all screwed. And I would sit there, you know, 12 and 13 going, well, everything's fine. Like, I don't know what she's on about. Then when I was in film school, I was working as the assistant production coordinator on the cinematic masterpiece, Pumpkinhead 2. And it was shot entirely during a full Mercury retrograde where everything that could go wrong did go wrong, including the camera not showing up one day. There you go. And that's where I learned to revere Mercury retrograde. And I would share it with friends, especially in film or who's those who are going to be signing a contract. And like you, I would get calls from friends going, is Mercury retrograde right now? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And a friend of mine who I had shared this knowledge with and who would check in with me every once in a while, like, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, he and his wife are buying a house and I'm watching this kind of play out on social media and they're about to sign during Mercury retrograde. And it's like, I couldn't reach out and just say don't because it was already done. And I'm like, you know better. We've gone through this. And lo and behold, a few months later, they discovered there was a huge issue with the foundation of their home. Like it was just one of those things where it's like, see, it's not weirdness or paranoia or whatever. It's just about being prudent and cautious. Thorough. And thorough. Yes. Conscious. Dot the I's and cross the T's and do what you have to do to try to batten down the hatch. Well, one thing I don't like about astrological memes is the exaggeration, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, this hasn't happened since 1028. Right. <laughs> yeah, but we were not there. We were here. We're in a completely new spot right. while we're in that same configuration. And and for this particular chapter, the Mercury retrograde is is kind of like it's finding the human consciousness in its conscience. People mm-hmm. see many people because they made money, God. 
and and Mercury is connected with commerce and trade. So if we're not succeeding, we get we think we're failing, and it's like get over yourself. You're not that important. You're just another bozo on the bus with the rest of us. <laughs> and 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 you know Mercury's going to turn direct. It always does. And right, calmate, calmate. But it's a it's a kind of human. Um, thing to be so hypersensitive that and and then to forget you're not the only one having a frustrating experience or you know the world is not your oyster and they're full of lead anyway so why are you eating them you know so it it, you know (laughs) know, so there's a a lot of um misunderstanding and and to tell you the truth i i view astrology uh you know when people tell me oh i really believe in astrology i, I kind of back off and give the you know hold up the silver cross you know it's like, <laughs> you, it just ask that of you and in fact you're deluded actually if that's you know if you think that your belief is going to make a difference right. in whether you get slammed by pluto or saturn or mars or some other karmic configuration that you're scheduled for uh and if we stop whining and stop you know, and bow to the mystery, the way you just said, you you know, there's a kind of reverence that you develop Mm -hmm. over time to just go, I'm not the boss of anything. Right. And if Mercury needs to kind of get things reorganized, and it's not even the planet, it's, it's a cosmological wonder. It's a disturbance in the force. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, Luke or Luquette has to go with the force. (laughs) And sometimes the force it seems to ask you to go into the dark cave and mm-hmm. take a look at what your um, intention was. You know, if you want to know what your intention was, take a look at what you got. Right. And then, you know, some people have to go backwards to do that. And, and <clears throat> you know, why did I say yes to this guy when the red flag was flapping the moment we met? You know, and it's like, <laughs> karma, I owe them for something or they owe me or right. together we're both deluded, you know, so until we get uh, very um, bowing to the God in the mirror, which doesn't mean self-cherishing, it means self-respect and, mm-hmm. and being open to the mystery because we anything can happen these days and chaos, um, you know, is is natural sometimes with a retrograde planet because it it appears to spiral inward so you have to sit with it and if you hate yourself you're not going to be good at sitting with yourself right so I often say to women you know why do you expect him to be better at loving you than you are Mm -hmm. it's it's a waste and you're actually asking him to do something that you have no clue how to begin and I remember years ago uh, a sponsor that I had in uh, adult children of alcoholics, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm 35. I'm finally, finally figuring out it was never me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not the crazy one in the room, but you know, that retrograde, that need to go back and do your emotional homework. You can tell over time if somebody hasn't addressed it because they keep projecting that outward. And so the advantage of a retrograde phase is it forces you back on yourself in mm-hmm. some sense. And just go, well, where am I in this picture? And why am I, again, you know, pretending to be a victim when I'm a force? Right. You know, so it, and, and it asks us to stop identifying with what's not working and mm-hmm. start looking to see what can I do in this moment, either by way of stopping the yama yama, the anxious thinking, because the mind it turns back on itself in some sense to be studied, not to be hated or resented. And, and I think, you know, there's a lot of victim consciousness that has become kind of just the way of it these days. And mm-hmm. that's, 
A is a disturbed mercury function is you're not thinking properly uh, and really stop the self-importance either because you feel, you know, everything. My dad used to, his great joke was, I wouldn't be so paranoid if there weren't so many people after me. And I would think of that. With, and, he, and he said it in a sense of humor, obviously. Right. But he also was a, you know, well-known criminalist. He was one of the founding people. And he knew that he had a tendency to back up his system. And I, and I can't remember uh, in the moment, I'd have to pull it out. Just, I don't think he had a retrograde mercury. He had a very succinct mercury. And uh, it, and so when you think about who is a big thinker, mm-hmm. you know, would it be Gandhi? Because he adapted from being a lawyer who was always on the attack to realizing that that stubbornness was his own sort of unresolved heart. And I think he had a retrograde mercury and he went back over and back over and back over and, and weeded out his own violence and entitlement and negative attitudes toward uh, women. And, and much of that on the personal level is transformative. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know there's something happening, you still have to do it anyway. Right. The thing about astrology is what, you know, as above, so below. I, I think Ecclesiastes, which is the opening of the of the Old Testament, is actually astrological. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a treatise on, you know, to everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Right. And that is wisdom. Yes. And so I, I feel like, you know, a, a definitely there's a, a wavelength that the retrogrades provide for us to not buzz through everything. Modern life, I mean, look at it, it's almost March. You know, it's pedal to the metal. Time seems distorted by way of the degree of anxiety and being withheld during a pandemic chapter, which will pass and it will become endemic. It'll become one of many COVID viruses that our type of monkey has had to cope with probably since there were life forms, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, can we just calm the fuck down? And Mercury (laughs) Retrograde to me says, get thee to the sanctuary and meditate. Go inward, take a hot bath, stop being so mean to yourself, uh, you know, or mean to the world. Right. Well, and, and I always said it's like every three months for three weeks, the universe has its period. And, and, you know, everybody can kind of relate to that no matter which gender or phase of life you're in. And all that really means it's not being, you know, misogynist. It's not being anti-woman. If you have a period, you know, you have to slow down. You have to take care of yourself. That's why the red tent was so popular. That book, you know, it's like, you know, (laughs) go to the moon lodge, not the sweat, you know? Yeah. And just, but we have to take care of ourselves. You know, it's, it's, we're a little uncomfortable. We are a little tired. We need to take care of ourselves a little bit better during that time, or it doesn't really work out well for us or anybody around us, really, just being honest. Right. Because the nervous system is actually in the arcane language of our archetypal astrology masters, the Greeks and mm-hmm. the Chaldeans and the, you know, all the Mesopotamian people. And then, of course, down into India, which was the roots of astrological thinking came up through India and made it across into the Mediterranean area. And then all, of course, up into the British Isles, Uh, Brits are still way into astrology. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting thing because the, the retrogrades, even though a lot of people don't even bother to look anything up. Well, Mm -hmm. I was raised by, you know, look it up. My mother was a (laughs) reference librarian. My father was, you know, his, his proclamations from his lab could put somebody in jail. Or free them, because truth is truth is truth. 
Mercury was said to be the ruler of the nervous system. Common themes with Mercury would have to do with that twinning of communication. Mm-hmm. If you can't have fun, start a fight is the neg- <laughs> negative adage of a retrograde Mercury. <laughs> you know, anything to keep the airwaves lively. And so there's, a, you know, dual rulership of Virgo and Mercury over the nervous system. And so people who have those particular placements often really suffer from kind of nervous disorders. And that was enhanced by traumas from childhood, Mm -hmm. or even, you know, some astrologers would posit from previous incarnations that you're still carrying a kind of psychic residue of contracts that you have to fulfill that you don't get to vote about. You owe, or you're owed to. And then when it's done, you you move forward as Mercury often does, like today. You know, she's <laughs> well, she's actually taking a pause in the battle and yes. then moves forward. And I call he she because Hermes Aphrodite, where we get the word hermaphrodite, Hermes is the winged messenger. But if you look at Pitt River Indians, they call the same energy Anakadel, Mercury. That's mm-hmm. it's and it's connected with the principle of communication. And so the most important thing is really. So the voice in your head is your voice, unless you're channeling your mother in a bad mood or, you know, some other, <laughs> some other entity that's, you know, currently occupying your, the organs of speech. And you can often tell when it's, an, you know, psychologists refer to the negative introject, which is very common with retrogrades is to feel like you're in a loop that doesn't uh, resolve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, here I go, I'm back again into my doubt zone or undermining the process that I'm actually engaged in. Whereas a retrograde can be, as you pointed out, very useful because it it literally asks you to take a look inside mm-hmm. and look to see why am I reacting like this? And is this helping for me to be, you know, throwing poop thoughts onto, you know, <laughs> onto a sort of neutral situation that's not trying to hurt my feelings? Right. You know? Right. I don't take it so personally. Well, yeah. So. And, and when I'm at work, I try to just say, you know, yes, the printer's not working. Mercury's retrograde. Let's just roll it out. We don't need to necessarily replace everything or reinstall anything. Let's just write it out and kind of see because more often than not, like the things that are acting weird suddenly resolve itself and everything's fine again. Who knows yeah. why? I believe in gremlins. So I just let them play out. And, you know, we, we see where we land when Mercury is direct. Uh, down here, gremlins, uh, where I live in Mexico, are called duendes. And they are like leprechauns. And they sort of fuck with you. You know, yes. and, they, and they theoretically, they live in the crotches of trees, you know. And I, yeah, and you hear stories. And, and, I, and I often think things like that are bleed-throughs of the natural world that we're out of touch with because we're such heady western we divide everything up instead of seeing the the unified field you know if you're Mm -hmm. a physicist you sound like a mystic because there's only one of whatever this all is and a retrograde is just a chance to be i think mindful and Mm -hmm. thoughtful and not just think that everything should go the way you think it should it's just your ego battling with reality right Yeah. yeah so you know it's i i don't think it's an easy topic if you jump into applying a retrograde to any other of the planetary archetypes, I often have seen this with people with retrograde Venus. It's like, when are you going to love yourself? Why are you withholding from you? You're the nearest local resource. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like, whoa, I didn't even know I was doing that. It's unconscious. And so the, the value of having some knowledge about your own horoscope is that, oh, I tend to do that to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see if I can 
be mindful about that so that I'm not on autopilot with certain behaviors or self-negation. Uh, everyone almost has a default setting of like, oh, it's always been like this. I call it the Eeyore um, syndrome, you know, it's, <laughs> it'll never not be like this, <laughs> you know, oh, that cloud over there might wreck the picnic. Oh, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, if you catastrophize or if you're kind of, you know, in the Kurt Vonnegut sense, you're sort of used to things being fucked up, you know, it's right. sort of, then you then you start to realize happiness is an inside job by way of which thoughts you're believing in. Yes. And thoughts matter. Thoughts are things. Uh, even in the opening line of, again, why am I referring to the Bible? I don't know. I'm not, you know, <laughs> but, it, but in the beginning was the word and Mercury is the, the communication spirit. Mm-hmm. We hear our head in our own language, in our own language, our inner voice. But yes. if you study another language, it starts to get all zhuzhied up and it comes into your dreams. And now I'm dreaming in Spanish or I'm writing music in Spanish, uh, lyrics, you know, and, and it's like, that's my Mercury function. I happen to be ruled by Mercury, but my Mercury is in Capricorn and it does mm-hmm. not budge easily off of deep respect for traditions that have proven to be helpful over time. And yes. that's Mercury and in, in Capricorn can be very melancholy and door and and it's not um particularly pollyanna-ish in its thinking mm-hmm. so that you know depending on which sign your mercury is studying it for yourself and saying oh depending on how that's aspecting my natal mercury and notice what that's invoking in you at the conscious level but the archetypes are functional whether we believe in them or not they're always before right. seven doing their job which is to uh you know somehow represent the light in the current moment of what was probably unleashed at the Big Bang. And, it, you know, we're just catching up with where that is in the in the light stream in some sense. And I, that sounds like new age hogwash on a bad day. But it's <laughs> but on a good day, it's like, well, you can only be where you are. Right. And some people are better at time travel, which I think also involves that idea of Mercury as messenger. But traveling inward, which I call the, vid- the vertical drop, it's like an elevator shaft. When you turn inward, it's like, whoa. It's it's enormous in here. It feels like, well, where's where's my left foot in space? Mm-hmm. And you start to Mercury helps you orient within the skin car because uh, you know this is a good vehicle for this plane. But if you're thinking in a in a and not just positive thinking, I love Deepak Chopra for his statement from 40 years ago. There's nothing more stressful than only trying to think positive thoughts. Right. <laughs> it's like just you know just don't buy into the delusional facet of, you know, that positive, positive thoughts, it has to be in some way kind of balanced within your, the framework of what the brain is, what consciousness is, and where is that? Right. Where's the seat of consciousness? Because Mercury is just your ability to articulate that inner state that you're experiencing. And everyone's is so different. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, we're all snowflake, you know, an individual snowflake. We, no one else has our fingerprints. Right. Uh, so arms, hands, and fingers, and your lungs and the dualities of the upper body are are ruled in that sense by Mercury. So when things are retrograde, it may also impact those parts of the body for people who have the uh, specific placements, uh, strong placements in Virgo, strong placements in Gemini. But we all go through some uh, sort of reorganizing on the interior mm-hmm. when Mercury is is asking us to hey, kiddo, don't move so fast. You, you just blew past all this interesting stuff. 
Right. Because you're fixated or you're anxious or you can't even find your curiosity, which is a key feature of mercurial awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, can accuse someone of being mercurial or we can embrace them and say, thank you for helping us organize and articulate what we all feel sometimes. Right. You know, so. Well, and yeah. I think that's part of Mercury retrograde is, is one telling us to slow down, two telling us to pay attention, and three the lesson of how we react to things. Because all it is really, at least to me, is just a series of frustrations. You know? <laughs> Seriously. Okay. It's okay. this didn't work right, this miscommunication happened, this is acting up and being weird. It's it's all just a lesson in being patient. And learning how to control our reactions a little bit better. But well, so I think it's just, you know, having having that perspective of this is going to happen. It's going to happen for these this amount of days. Relax and just write it out. Take advantage of it. Yes. Schedule a spa day or just curl up under your covers and read, you know, or go to sleep. Yes. Rest. I think one of the best things we can do for the world is be well rested and mm-hmm. <clears throat> the anxiety of the whole pandemic and people just sort of preoccupied and making up stories in their head and then believing fearful thoughts. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and this has been, I think, a, like a, a, a universally assigned vision quest on the, on the planet, except for the unknown tribes that are still hiding from the colonial forces everywhere because... <laughs> Nothing is sort of hidden anymore. And with all of the satellite networks, et cetera, there's all the more occasions for Mercury to be annoyingly retrograde. Mm -hmm. But that's just, to me, that's the grasping of the capitalist mind, you know, where everything has to be expanding all the time. And if the bottom line ever goes down, it's, you know, really disturbing. And it's like, well, notice you don't only inhale or you would explode. (laughs) If you don't exhale, you you know, and if you only exhale, you're going to start decaying in about 20 minutes, you know, so this beautiful um, pulse of nature, and that you can tune into that in a conscientious Mm -hmm. way, just with whatever bird song happens to be left in your environment or noticing the clouds. Most people don't even look up. They don't notice. The sky is not blue anymore. They're chemtrailing everything, et cetera. But Mercury retrograde actually gives us a chance to study, to think, to reflect, to review, to, you know, write some profane or sacred poetry Mm -hmm. or both. You know, I'm a skipper, so I come with a license to cuss. (laughs) (laughs) which is why i fucking love you start beeping but um you know this is mercury retrograde is also it's an extraordinary um kind of a catchphrase for just the fact that we're even at the effect of the planets i love that nobody thinks about the today's saturn's day right Saturn's day, you know, and it's like, oh, you try to catch up with all your tasking you couldn't get to in the week. That's, that's, you know, some, but it's also the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's a sacred day, uh, you know, for ever how many percent of the world population, you know, this is like that pause in the battle between Friday evening and Saturday evening. But this is this is an extraordinary opportunity because Mercury says study and don't take it, don't take for granted that the traditions exist whether you think about them or not. Monday is the moon's day. Tuesday is Mars day, which you know more if you speak in Spanish because mm-hmm. Martes is Mars day. Miércoles is Wednesday, which is Woden's day to the Norwegians, and it's Mercury. It's mm-hmm. all about 
Loki and the trickster and the thing you were just naming, the kind of gremlins or the duendes, the leprechauns, every culture has those little, you know, daemon forces, you mm-hmm. know, and we, you know, the Judeo-Christian in, uh, tradition basically invented the devil to try to scare people into, you know, um, being good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, some days I'm good. <laughs> so, but the retrograde says, well, what's good about you is what's good about your perceptions and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. because if you have shitty perceptions and thoughts all the time, you're an unhappy camper and it means your ego is winning because the ego has a way of robbing the joy right out of your day by which yes. thoughts you're believing. Oh, we're all going to die. And it's like, right. Ever since you took your first breath, that's right. Fact. You're going to, you know, and instead of that making you crazy, it should be kind of, you know, Oh, what a great freedom. I don't want to necessarily be in an ancient skin car that no work, no long, nothing works anymore. (laughs) It's a mercy. So Mercury in the Egyptian tradition is Toth, which is where we get the word thought. Mm. Toth is uh, the, that's, that was their word for it. But interesting, we use that word thought and it comes from Toth. And so how old is that? That's 6,000 years old or something. You know? Right. 3,500 BC or whatever that would add up to. But, yeah. you know, you have, a, you have an opportunity with a retrograde to really go deep, to study. And uh, for me, you know, my motto is let's go deep or leave me alone. I'm good over here. You know, I'm happy. <laughs> I've learned that it's an inside job because I stopped believing my own depressed thoughts or rather living out some kind of trauma that has still you know, occupying parts of the the body memory. And so as you do your healing work, and at this point, I've had a lot of practice. At 71, it's hard to be that mad at my mom and dad. (laughs) They've been gone for a while. (laughs) But I still talk with them, which is a mercury function. Mm -hmm. In my heart of hearts, there's still things that I would want them to know or communicate. And now they're, you know, now they're long gone, they can listen or not. But I've had a few, uh, I think during retrogrades, I've even had visitations who I would call my ancestral helpers because the the veil between the worlds is thinner, Mm -hmm. Uh, said to be, you know, during the Halloween holiday, the ancient uh, cross-quarter holiday that we call Halloween, which is also when that world is, or the veil is thin Mm -hmm. between worlds. And, you know, so people who who have done psychedelics or who have played with the brain in a way to see if they can get a new set of thoughts or a new way of perceiving, um, oftentimes they they don't really come back from that. They stabilize within a new way of seeing. And that's a mercurial function as well. So, but do I need to, if, if the doors of perception are opened by some of those experiences. Do I just stand and fiddle with the key? No, I go through the door. I open the door and I go through. You don't have to keep fiddling with the key. Just go in a mode of open awe and in in the the face of the mystery because it's all being figured out moment to moment as we move through space right now at 700 kilometers per second. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you expect to have a stable mind if you haven't done the work? Right. Do that. It, it right. does take some degree of inquiry and self, self-examination. And according to Socrates, you know, that's a life worth living. Yes, absolutely. So, well, I know you're, you tend to be uh, really a funny, funny girl. Uh, and, and I'm kind of a funny girl. And I, and I remember from uh, 
hearing Meryl Marco talk about, she was David Letterman's girlfriend before he became famous. And, and actually her jokes made him famous. <laughs> she says the common thread in all comics lives is a disturbed relationship with their mother. And so, <laughs> so, so Mercury, you know, that ability to take a really difficult situation and find a levity of it is a, is a healing response at the mercurial level. It's like, oh, all of this is absurd anyway. So, you know, I can't, uh, I can't deny that that's, I've seen that in people's charts, like, oh, you're funny. Oh, you had a really rough deal with mom. You know? <laughs> well, I, I saw a comedian post, did you have a happy childhood or are you funny? <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, and it's you know it's a dark sense of humor. It's a, I think of oh, it yes. as Kurt Vonnegut sense of humor. You know, it's like oh Matt Gat. <laughs> Gallo's humor is the best humor to me. Yeah, when we need it, it's most needed. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think Mercury is that also that ability. If you don't know what you need and want, uh, how are you going to get your needs met in in an emotional um, based relationship? You know, which would People burden their relationships like almost like, well, please help me heal from childhood. So rattle all my ghosts and then we'll be close <laughs> and I'll be better. You know? <laughs> right. But we don't even do that. We, you know, we're just going to buy something. If we just keep buying something, we'll we'll figure out what makes us happy. So it's right. constantly, how am I going to do my hair? What what am I going to wear for makeup? What clothes, what shoes, what bag, what stuff in my house? as opposed to what's going on inside, like doing some true interior yeah. redecorating. Yeah. And, and I, I think you're right. You know, the consumer mentality is a, is a dead end in any case, because even the plushest towel is a rag <laughs> in a couple of years, <laughs> you know, or the, or the most fancy thing is made to break these days. Yes. You know, it's, it's like, oh, we want them to buy a new one every couple of years, uh, you know, uh, whether it's an appliance or a, and everything, you know, like your car has five miles of micro optic, you know, computer stuff in it now. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm such a Luddite in certain ways. And, but the Mercury function really keeps me curious about the current arc of things because mm-hmm. the shape of the world is forever, you know, the world keeps steadily uh, reshaping itself. And if we don't think we're doing damage, we're really not paying attention. Even the right. most conscientious person is leaving the trail, you know, yes. and, uh, because of the the very thing you just pointed out, the consumer, uh, maybe this will make me happy for five minutes or and it's like, well, happiness doesn't come from a thing unless that thing has a big juju, you know, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's your crystal ball or it's your, you know, it's your <laughs> pendulum that you work with or, you know, whatever the charged icons are that you lean on. And mm-hmm. so those inner tools become much more useful to us in crisis. And, and half the time during this pandemic, I've been saying to people, get a better philosophy. You're screwed yes. up over there. You're thinking some real, you know, catastrophizing shit, you know, did you ever have a cold? And I don't mean, you know, to, to trump it, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like, wow, why are you so scared? Let's look at that. And so for me, the mercury function, when we're really conscientious, it's, it is calm. As you mm-hmm. said, it's just like, just calm down, you know, lower the vibratory uh, output in response because you're not the boss of this moment. Right. And I think that's the problem with this pandemic besides 
death and sickness and long-term terrible stuff. It's that we've lost control. Yeah. Our options are limited. We can we don't get to go where we want to go when we want to go there. We don't get to do what we want to do immediately. We're on lockdown, we have restrictions, all of those things and that is pissing people off rather than saying we have to make a sacrifice to to get better and help everyone. It's just like fuck you, I don't want to wear a mask. Fuck you, I'm going to go to a restaurant. Fuck you. Well, that's great, but here we are a year later. How's that fuck you working for you? <laughs> well, the fuck you is, as you point out, is the frustration of just yes. the, the human um, condition. And these are extraordinary times in that sense. You know, it's not like an, any kind of normal response, you know, right. Ebola or whatever ever else pulses through at the collective level, N1H1 and the swine flu. And, you know, all of these kinds of things have come and gone in the history of humanity. But we didn't really have... Um, this kind of overarching social media network that agitates people constantly, mm -hmm. puts a stick in their spokes if they're rolling along on something. I think uh, the, the role of the artist has to be to be self-reflective mm -hmm. and strike before the event in a sense, because you're like an oracle. You have to show us in a sense where we're headed. I think it's a value of something like what you're doing with the podcast, because you've got your finger on the pulse of where we are as a collective and noticing that, you know, if you're not fixated on the Kardashian family, you might do something creative yourself. You know? <laughs> it's like, I don't care how they're doing their nails. This week, you know? <laughs> it's not on my radar and I wouldn't want it to be. But, you know, God bless whoever that, that can, uh, you know, fool the people some of the time because that becomes like a medium of communication at the higher octave level is Uranian, which is technology. Mm -hmm. And as Einstein pointed out, technology without a heart is dangerous. Yes. This is why we're so disconnected is that we didn't notice how far we've gotten away from the heart and the kind of innocence of the inner child in a sense. Mm -hmm. But the adolescent shield is the one that goes into reaction. The adult says, what, what's true? What are the facts and how can we solve the problem? And, you know, in the USA, I have to say, to me, it doesn't appear that we grow a lot of adult men. Uh, no. women because of their conviction as mothers and, and, and their uh, inner life in that sense, you know, it's like, well, you, you can't hold us back anymore. And mm -hmm. the Me Too movement is another example of an excellent use of social media, just from the standpoint, you're not alone and you're no longer beating yourself up because somebody else harmed you ever how long ago. Now you realize, oh, one in three women are molested or raped by the time they're 18, one in four boys. It's not like they get off easy. They don't. Right. It right. just shows the disturbance and the neurosis, which is another mercurial function. Mm -hmm. uh, neurotic, kind of mechanistic, behavioral, you know, reacting, reacting as if everything is trying to hurt you is a result of trauma. So PTSD can happen from even what, you know, looks like a suburban childhood, mm -hmm. you know, where you got to ride your bike in the street. But if your grandfather was you know, invasive of your mm -hmm. body space or whatever, you know, those kinds of things add up to a lifetime where a person has really a lot of homework to do to say, you know, I am inviolable to get to the place where your spirit is restored. Right. Uh, whatever those dynamics were in the neurotic setting that we're all raised in. Um, in a culture that wishes we were the cleavers or, you know, the beaver, right. beaver cleaver, 
and ward in june and you know and it's a white middle class kind of a situation and you wear pearls while you're doing the dishes and and there's a there's there's a change here that i think uh mercury if if we really are listening inward you're in your mercury function you're mm-hmm. listening to which thoughts you're entertaining which ones trigger and you can gauge it by where it lands in your body when you have that stressful thought Yes, uh, it's one reason I love Byron Katie's work so much, and she's hysterically funny. Um, but it came out of a terrific woundedness, mm-hmm. and but that's not where she's focused. But it, you know, it can take a very long time to have that kind of awakening. That really, the Mercury function is the promise of not just taking in entertainment data, but something that's useful to your own growth process. And I, I'm really lucky; I get to see people sometimes 20 years later, like you. Mm-hmm. You know, or speak to people that I haven't heard from in ages. And it's like, oh, you're st- good. You're you're even more you than you were 20 <laughs> years ago. You're more. You're, it's inevitable that you would be more you, and and more outrageous and intelligent, and and you know, helping us take a look at the roadmap, even if we don't, you know, end up going the way that we think someone else thinks that we should. Mm-hmm. That you've learned something in the little loop that the retrograde takes you on that is invaluable. I I just think we have to stop thinking everything's conspiring to bum us out. (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree. And I cry for the world. I cry for the world, but I also feel like, come on, look around. We're the lucky ones. Look around and you make your own luck. You make your own luck and you get to share it once you have it. So I think probably the real awakening is we've been ignoring so many things for so long. Now it's time to do something about it. Now it's time to take that privilege that we have and use it to make things just and equal and help people who can't help themselves because of the way the system is set up. You know, that this is a, a time of where radical awakening is happening for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And whether we think of it as the kind of hundredth monkey phenomenon where just all of a sudden people know about this thing that uh, that previously was, was not. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So, you know, what have you done with your vision quest is another question for the Mercury retrograde period. What was this entire last year? Because everything started to shut down about a year ago as far Mm -hmm. as the U.S. Um, I got on a plane with my new hip uh, a year ago this week and came home. And then, like everybody else, the whole world seemed to come to a screeching halt. Yes. Uh, In terms of ordinary activity and ordinary, just, you know, safe to breathe, safe to be in a room with somebody, safe to hug. I do left-hand heart-to-heart hugs so that we have our faces (laughs) turned away. You know, it's, it's important that we remember the arms, hands, and fingers are the first phase of fetal development Mm. out of the heart muscle the arms, hands, and fingers, that capacity to hold and be held. It's what we're made of, really. And yes. so to be denied that makes people very depressed or turned in on themselves or then paranoid because it's like, oh, I can't even hug. And it's like, right. stop stop with the stressful thought. I can't hug. And it's like, is it really even true? It's like, hug your dog, hug your child, hug your friend. Hug hang yourself. With the pod if yeah, hug yourself, you know, exactly. Yeah. How are we winding down here? Today? No, no, no. I just, I wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to ask, um, so basically in a nutshell, if we're going to be negative Nellies, 
about mercury retrograde. What are the things that we need to avoid or be super fucking careful about? If we're going to be negative Nellies, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I have no idea. I mean, what, well, I think it, the, it's so individual. the theory is, is like, don't have surgery. Don't sign a contract. Don't buy oh, anything big you. like a house or a car or something really expensive because yeah. things will just kind of not go right from there. Right. And, and, and some of that is lore and superstition. Some mm-hmm. of that, you know, but I have noticed that if you can stall on a contract, for example, you know, my daughter got a job offer and I said, you know, drag your feet and you know, it, just see what happens if you can get them to hang on until after the 20th. And, and so I would still advise somebody because it's common sense for somebody who studied the cycles and the patterns. You just kind of go, why test it? Right. Why have a, have a leaking basement in three weeks when you just bought a new house? Right. You know, and, and this is, it's just common sense. Uh, once you know that, uh, you know, if we don't know, then ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. Or so to me, ignorance is just ignorance. It, it ain't right. no bliss. It's just, it's just like, you, you know, find out the hard way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, surgeries, uh, unless your surgeon has retrograde mercury and it's just incredibly <laughs> thorough and wouldn't leave his clamp in your intestines. You know, and, Oops. Oh, oh, we have to go back in. Where's my clamp? You know, it, it you know, that, that I'm sure if the, if anyone were keeping statistics in that kind of a situation, I, I wish they would. I mean, it would be fun to rummage through all the files of who had the uh, the kinds of surgeries that you would dread to have during a retrograde period. Uh, there are specific things. I remember my mom called me one day. She was a reference librarian for, for many years, 21 years in Fullerton Public Library System. And she called me one day and she said, what's the sign of the knees? And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she said, well, lady just called me and she wants to know she's scheduling dental surgery and she's, she's never gone for any kind of dental work when the moon is in the sign of the knees. And I said, she means the moon in Capricorn. And I, and I gave her the dates and she called the woman back and, <laughs> and said, the, you know, so the woman scheduled her dental surgery for, you know, two days later when the moon was not in the sign of the knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I things like that I love because it just says that the the whatever those lore and tradition of the so-called old wives tales mm-hmm. I call you know the wisdom of of the ancients because it, those things have a predictable kind of a result and if we are aware of that great if not you might be at the effect of it so mm-hmm. yeah I would steer somebody away from Surgery when that let's say when the moon is in Aries because there's a tendency to to bleeding more than you would in an ordinary sense even if the person cauterizing that area knows what they're doing right and so it's it's not personal uh, <laughs> in that sense and yet it could affect you in the most uh, personal way which would be directly in your physical vehicle yes so, I like I, think I like that you you call it a skin car that's just awesome <laughs> <laughs> well the, the eyes are like your headlights right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the right rear hip, you know, be your right rear tire. And, and, you know, when I've you got think, junk in the trunk. That's all I got to say. Junk in the trunk. Okay. That's right. <laughs> well, people are going and getting added padding. You know, I right. love that because I'm like, I was a trailblazer and didn't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I mean, gosh, Sandra, I, I don't know where to leave it really, but, but to say it's never done. Mm-hmm. And as you point out, there's another retrograde, not until May. And then, you know, consult your local astrologer and they can give you dates or you can start to study it 
for yourself and notice, oh, there's that little R. It's interesting that the symbol for retrograde is a symbol for a pharmacy. You know, it's like, here's your prescription. (laughs) (laughs) Your prescription is go backwards for a while, you know, and redo what's hurting or out of balance. So it's curious to me that that symbol is so ubiquitous and people don't think, oh, there's a symbol of retrograde. And it's, it's uh, also says, and here's your medicine. So, so maybe you know, reviewing, revisiting, renaming, regurgitating, reduce, all of those things are very relax and relax, babe. Yeah. (laughs) Read a book. Exactly. (laughs) Read one of Sandra's books. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Well, and, and if nothing else, just pay attention for that period and just see what little quirks happen. It's not the end of the world, but it is peculiar. And it is interesting. And instead of getting frustrated and pissed off and slamming your fists on the table saying, why isn't anything working? Well, just calm down. It'll be over in three, about 20 days. It's all going to be good. But just have fun with it and just kind of check it out and see if some of this doesn't ring true. Yeah. And at the same time, don't invest your precious faith in anxious thinking about right. what it you know, I'm going to lose or it's inevitable or he's going to leave me or she's going to lie to me or, you know, the other kind of negative manifestations of right. how that can go depending on really what you are scheduled to experience. And if we don't take it personally, even as it's a very intimate kind of a uh, inner inside job, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's useful to get a little distance and say, you know what, maybe I'm not always right in every thought that I'm having. Maybe I need to reflect, review, rethink, relax, and get over it as your policy recommends. (laughs) How do we get over it? Well, we get over it by being compassionate toward when we're having anxious thoughts, but stop indulging in them if we can arrest that with some kindness in the moment. Mm -hmm. It shifts the way you look at yourself, uh, you know, and suddenly you're a child of the sun, moon, and stars instead of, you know, struggling all the time for capital gain because I think people have really kind of lost the pearl when all we do is fixate on our phone and fixate on what they're doing. And, you know, it's like, well, what am I doing? It's like, how, how, uh, how much fun am I to be around if I'm anxious and crazy all the time? Right. Right. Get a, get a new lease on life review retro. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And today, and I and I am happy that Mercury is turning direct. It's actually making its station. From our viewpoint, it looks like it's standing still, and then it starts to, quote, move forward. But I do like to reiterate, if you're up above the whole thing, it's it's just, it's another story, yeah. in a sense. And and that story can be util, utilized in a, in a way that helps us focus on our true values and not just absorbed all, all the time in resistance or Yes. struggling. Well, it's yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. And resistance and struggle is important too, but it's also one of the colors of the palette of, of the range of what's going on on a day-to-day basis for each of us. Any last wonderings or thoughts you have there? No, I just want to thank you so much. I've loved this conversation. I absolutely adore you. It's been so much fun and, and, and very educational. Yeah, we, we have a good time. We, yes. we have a, a good connection and I appreciate your you're nudging me a little bit on, you know, <laughs> but just throw us a bone. <laughs>
Okay. You're wonderful. Well, you can find Coral on her website, coralcadman.com, and that's C-A-D-M-A-N. And thank you so much for listening. If you like this sassy little podcast, please subscribe to it, rate it, and review it, and tell your friends about it. To contribute to the podcast and help keep it ad-free, consider becoming a member of the community at sassylittlepodcast.com. And let's connect. Find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at sassylittlepod. Until next time, take care. Bye.